Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. An interesting event taking place in about another week or so. It is called the Convocation of Catholic Leaders. It is an effort of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Several folks from the Diocese of Buffalo will be attending along with Bishop Malone. And one of those folks joins us today, no stranger to our program. It is Dennis Mahaney, who is the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis here in the diocese. Probably the right guy to send to this, then. I am the right guy. <laughs> I'm one of the, one of the best guys. To there you go. I would think, right? So I can uh, spell all the words. <laughs> um, well, and we're going to kind of talk about why that is, because um, you and I talked a little bit before the program. Of course, we've talked about it here in uh, our office uh, uh our director of communications, George Rickard, is also attending. He sure is, yeah. And so, you know, this is it's it's a fairly it's a fairly big event, and I understand that it's it's not on the general public's radar. And one of the reasons we've been discussing it is because we think it kind of should be on the public's radar, especially yes. in terms of. Um, our parishes and our churches and, you know, because the the idea is, and, and we'll talk about it as the show goes on, that this isn't just a meeting, right? I mean, this is intended to have far-reaching results going forward. Indeed it is. It's a strategic conversation and it's unique not only in that it's the first time that bishops will be going through this whole experience with us. So 3,000 leaders from Catholic dioceses around the country, but they are literally going to be in the conversations with us. We're going to be having national conversations. We'll be breaking down into regional and diocesan conversations to talk about where do we go with this because this is a direct response to Pope Francis's exhortation, the joy of the gospel. That's why it's called the joy of the gospel in America. So let's let's back up. Maybe we should start there, and uh, um, I, we don't need a detailed treatise, I guess. But I mean, just explain to folks who are not familiar what the joy of the gospel is. Sure, the Pope wrote this exhortation, which is really what that word means. To it's like a fervorino. It's like to to really raise our awareness and also motivate the church to get active. I mean, we, we need to move from where we are, which is a very – in a lot of parishes, let's face it, it's very maintenance. It's very run-of-the-mill, which you've been doing for decades, and you're still doing the same thing for decades. And we're in a totally different world right now, and we have to start thinking in more, much more innovative and evocative ways if we want to win people over to the gospel. Yeah, and, and this is not an area um, that is new to us I mean you and me talking on this program. These are the kinds of things we discuss when when you're on here. You know, um, uh, how can we be better evangelizers? You know, um, uh, what is the role of the church within our communities these days? All the all those kinds of things. So is that kind of what we're going to be getting to at this convocation? 
It is. It's going to be. It's going to be a renewal event. It's designed not only to be a renewal for the people who attend. So our delegation, we have handpicked people. This is an invitation only. The bishop asked for these people to go. We're footing the bill. So these are handpicked people that represent specific constituencies within the diocese. So there are local innovators. There are emergent thinkers. There are young voices, young Catholic voices in the diocese that are really doing things that are getting traction. And those are the people that are going to gather with similar people from all over the country. So over 3,000 emergent thinking and very innovative uh, folks. Uh, I have two questions. Let me start with uh, what I think is is probably the – most uh, – if somebody's listening to this program, uh, we talked about yourself and George. Who else from our diocese is going? We have about five people okay. who are what I would call local innovators. They, right. they have a job in a parish or in a school, in a high gotcha. school, in a college <clears throat> and they are doing creative things. Okay. So as a result, you know, we, we are in conversation with them. I would suggest they represent kind of points of light. People, people in parishes and other Catholic institutions, the people are watching. So whether it's a Catholic health system or particular parishes around the diocese and uh, there's priests, there's lay people, there's religious, there's people from campus ministry, high school, college, Catholic schools, very like uh, – and I could even name some names and give you some examples. But they're all people that uh, – people in Catholic circles would go, oh, yeah, that person, he's got it or she's really – she knows what's going on. So they're the folks we wanted. Okay, so that leads actually to my other question, which was: It is an invitation-only event, as you mentioned. So, what are the reasons for that, and who extends those invitations? Is it the bishop in each particular diocese that yes, decides? Yes, it is. In fact, it is. In okay. fact, they're direct. They were directed both to make sure they paid, so that the money would not become a problem. In fact, we have to people that are going as scholarship because there's a national organization that's making sure that no even ethnic group, no demographic is marginalized that might already be marginalized in the church or in okay. our society. So we really have a very inclusive but also a very select group of people coming from this diocese and I suspect from all dioceses. Okay, yeah, and that's uh, that was my natural follow-up. So it, ours, our, the makeup of our group we assume is going to be similar to the makeup of other dioceses, et cetera. Yes, they were instructed to be sure to bring not just the usual folks, not just diocesan <laughs> not just people, you, right? not and just me, George, not just people right, with sure. the job yeah. description. Right. <clears throat> and of course, we're, we're, we're needed because we're the support people once right. we come back home. There need to be people who have hands-on levers who know how to get things through the system. But we also – we have two to one. We have more people who are just either local innovators, emergent thinkers, people who know how to be innovative and they've proven it in their own little section of the diocese. Uh, Dennis Mahaney is the director of evangelization and catechesis here in our diocese of Buffalo. We're talking about an event sponsored by the U.S. bishops, the Convocation of Catholic Leaders taking place over the holiday weekends. You're going to kind of lose your holiday this year, I guess, right? So. Yeah, we, we'll fly back in right, right as the fireworks are <laughs> oh, right. launching in the air. It might even hit our plane coming uh, we in. We hope not, but uh, <laughs> I suppose you never know, right? Um, and it's happening uh, – Orlando, is that the That's right. location? That's so, where uh, hotel rooms are cheapest around um, the 4th of July. You know what? Hotel rooms are cheapest. Uh, airfare for most people is fairly cheap sure it from is. parts of the country. So it, it makes a lot of – 
when people say, oh, sure, they all get to go yeah, to Orlando. Go. That's not really it. No, not at all. No, it's, it's very it's well quite thought a out. Built full day yeah, <laughs> each yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it was a again, it's a well thought out plan in terms of the travel and the cost. You've already mentioned some of those things. The idea being that um, it should not be prohibitive, no matter what. Whether you're from a small diocese, large archdiocese, whatever the case may be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's just back up to um, – and you might know this. You might not know this. But you, you might have at least an educated guess. Um, why this event? Why now? What was the genesis of bringing all these people together. Sure. Well, the genesis was that Pope Francis, when he when he communicated that exhortation, he called on the church across the world to respond to him. So this was the U.S. bishops' response to gather the best and brightest to say, how can we make this a reality? How can we really show the joy of the gospel? How can we really inspire people? with our commitment to the gospel, that that still is a life-transforming, life-giving force in our country. And how can we put that on the – really put that in in full display and then also show parishes how to make that a reality locally as well? You mentioned you pretty much got full days while you're at this uh, convocation. Um, So who kind of set up what the agenda was going to be? I'm assuming there must have been some kind of discussions beforehand and what areas do we need to cover and what things maybe should we leave for another time? What do you know about that? Sure. I don't don't know all the details. I do know our bishop was involved in those meetings because he's the chair of one of the main committees uh, with the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops. So he was involved in those planning meetings and he's one of the design leaders. So there's there's a whole variety of breakout sessions and a whole – and each day has a theme that moves us from where – what are our strengths? What unifies us? What's the source of our joy in Christ? And then how do we begin to look at what the current challenge is? There's a new cultural and religious landscape out there. You're right. There's the largest religious group is still Catholics, but there's another group that's half as big as we are of former Catholics. And there's a group that dwarfs all of that that's a people who have no religious affiliation, no spiritual home. And now if, if Geico was told that you know, only 23 people, 23 <laughs> percent of your customers even know they've got your insurance and that's how many Catholics go to church every week. So not very engaged. And then there's another 23 million, another percentage that aren't, don't even have your insurance. They used to have it but they don't now. And then there's another number that dwarfs all that. That the the guy from the call-in center down here at Geico would say, this is great. He would say, let's get on the phones. We're in a growth market. Okay. So why are we not talking about growing? Why are we not doing something about growing? And Pope Francis is saying, we've got everything to grow about and everything to be joyful about in this great opportunity. We can hit, of course, you know how many followers he's got with his social media. Oh, sure. So it, there's every opportunity emerging and I mean, we should he, see Now, that. he might be number one now that President Obama <laughs> isn't in office. You know, Obama was just ahead of the Pope. So, That's right. He I, was I mean, ahead. It, so see, he, he might have moved up. Off, you I never know, so, right? Yeah. So, um, and who knows where Donald Trump is at. But, uh, I don't know. President Trump, that is. Uh, now, I, some of this – and we have some regular listeners of the, of the program uh, – might sound a little bit – Familiar because some of those kinds of statistics and whatnot that you just talked about, we have talked about before 
on this program and probably most recently with regard to the Come Home program, which we did in this diocese, which um, those are the very reasons that the Come Home program exists. So um, maybe just for, you know, compare, contrast or just put it in, in context. So what about this convocation in the bigger scheme of programs like Come Home or other evangelization type programs you've been involved in? Do we intend to take those things into account and see how they might be used more effectively or are we looking for new solutions? Where are we in that landscape? Yeah, I, I think we're uniquely uh, well positioned. I was just uh, I was just called by someone because I was quoted in an article for our Sunday visitor, and there was a Dawson director for evangelization that called me up, and and in the conversation he said, well, you know, we kind of pay attention to you folks up there because we in Los Angeles, there's a few dioceses that they think are on the edge of innovation. So I thought, well, that's great, but. Our preparations have been significant to this moment, not just Catholics Come Home, but also years ago we did an Adventures in Lifelong Faith Formation, then we did Millennial Milestones, then we did Pathways to Parish Vitality, and most recently Church Growth. So we've been pretty much, you know, kind of laying the soil, you know, getting everything ready for these kinds of leaps. We're as well prepared to take the next step with this and whatever we glean from this and the strategic thinking, we start at this event and then continue when the delegation gets back. We're about as ready to maximize the use of this as anybody. Thanks for listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. I'm Greg Prince. We're talking with Dennis Mahaney, our Director of Evangelization and Catechesis about the convocation of Catholic leaders, a uh, an effort by the put together by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. And by the way, if you want to look this up, you can look up Convocation of Catholic Leaders. You can Google that or you can look it up at usccb.org. There's information about what we've talked about. You can see what the agenda is. There, there's other information on there. There's a, there's a frequently asked questions. Right before the break, Dennis, um, you were talking about how uniquely positioned our diocese is, you feel, going into this convocation. Um, that presumes, I guess, and you kind of hinted at this based on your, your conversation that uh, you, you recently had with someone else, that maybe other dioceses are not as far along as Buffalo. I'd be, I, I would imagine we're going to be all over the map in terms yeah. of, um, and I'm not even sure how to characterize it, readiness or or I, I, I don't even know. Sure. The, the Pope is asking us to move from where we are. We, we, uh, we have a lot of consumer Catholics. They come for something on Sunday. Yeah. They get it. They feel like they're paying for it. It's, it's almost like a franchise operation, right? They go to McDonald's. They get what they – they know what's on the menu. They get what they want. They shop Catholic churches too and they settle where they're happy because they get what they want. <clears throat> it's not just Catholic churches. Of course. That's yeah, how that's we approach everything as everything. a culture. It's right. the culture. Okay. So we are now in a secularized culture where family has far less support. A lot of things are device mediated. So people are figuring out what they're going to do next and they're collecting and convening, right, congregating online through, through uh, their devices. So everything is much more challenging in one way, though we have new resources in another. Now, our, our diocese has been paying attention to the shift. So we, we think we pretty much uh, – it may, may sound conceited, but I think, I think we're going to be less likely to hear brand new things when we go. 
Okay. What we're really looking for is everybody in the delegation hearing the same brand new things and then us having some strategic conversations which are actually carved – intentionally carved into the agenda <clears throat> so that we can begin to take what we're hearing and start talking about what if this can get us leveraged when we go home? Where are we going to find new traction? What are the unique needs <clears throat> as well as the unique capacities that we have in Buffalo that may, they may not have in another diocese? <clears throat> some, some dioceses and some parishes are further along. All dioceses and all parishes are trying to make one shift. They're trying to move from maintenance to mission, and that's why this is to help people become intentional disciples, not just consumer Catholics, and help them try to in some way get outside, get off the property, you know, get out with it. Because the church isn't an ark in a drowning world anymore. We don't, we don't see the church. We, the Pope specifically says the church and the parish is a mission field. We are on a campaign the parish, the place, the church, the building, the property is almost like a campaign headquarters. We should spend the, the time we need to, of course, to celebrate, to praise God, to prepare, to learn, to, to grow in our own discipleship. But we should be spending a lot of time out there. And that's what new evangelization is about. It's not sister's job. It's not father's job. It's our job. We should be out there. It's the baptized who are called. And this event is going to, in fact, highlight that reality. Uh, is part of that then, you know, given all that you just said, that um, someone like Buffalo, you also mentioned the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, who, who seems to be held in high regard with regard to where they're at in terms of sure mission are. evangelization, etc. Yes. Um, so, so as part of this agenda, obviously you're going to have some workshops and you're going to have some presentations, but is there an expectation that somebody like yourself, somebody like Buffalo – will be able to use this forum to help some of the dioceses along that have not done some of the programs that we've done, et cetera, or vice versa. Um, uh, is it also an opportunity for you to say, boy, that's – you know, you're telling me about you're having this challenge and quite frankly, that's something we've never thought of, right? Mm -hmm. So I, right. what do you think? <clears throat> yeah, it's a convocation and a convocation – is by definition a strategic conversation yeah. where we bring all of our resources to the table, bring all the realities, all the challenges. <clears throat> we have a conversation with people coming from different places because we know we can learn from each other. So we're going to have that within our diocesan group because our folks are coming from all very different places in the diocese and we're hoping to have a lot of fruitful you know, uh, conversation with the folks from other places. And now, going forward, so the convocation wraps up, and um, first of all, I guess I guess the first question there is: is the idea to formulate a plan, for lack of a better description, before you leave at yeah, the end of it? Yeah, I don't know that we'll have a plan, but the the folks who were invited to come were invited uh, with the proviso that they're not just saying yes to an event. They're saying yes to be on a short-term commission okay. and this commission will meet probably eight or ten times after the event. We have a preparatory orientation meeting next week and then we will be meeting we're, – we're going to be setting the calendar. We already have a description of the plan of action, the kind of how we're going to be going through basically a strategic planning process that starts at the event. But we're, we still have some analyzing to do when we come home. We have to – we have to kind of – get into design teams around specific strategic 
areas of concern and do some design work that will, in, in some sense, affirm and apply what we've learned and what we already know to what we think are the critical areas for growth and evangelization and how to help people become more fervent, you know, disciples of Jesus. And how do we really maximize that and use that and invite people to serious relationship? We have to equip the people we've got. We've got people coming, tons of people coming, right? And we have schools going on. I know, I know you know, uh, evangelical pastors who told me, boy, if I, I would kill for a school right on the other side of the parking lot from my church. And we have a lot of capacity that we don't use, that we don't maximize. So we have to talk about some of those things and then talk about, well, how do we – how do we make this but also create models that are transferable and how we, how we generate strategies that might be user-friendly enough that a rural parish could do it, a suburban parish might do it, and how would an urban parish do it or at least do something like that to achieve the same? Well, I was just thinking. So you know, people throw around the term cookie cutter and obviously that's not going to work for the Catholic Church. I mean you have different needs here in the Northeast that are traditionally the kind of Catholic stalwart populations, you know, as opposed to parishes which are in the middle of the Bible Belt in the South, as opposed to maybe parishes in the West where you have a very high Hispanic population and, right. and languages become more of a barrier. So we're going to need levels of of participation right. and, and planning, right? Yeah, that's right. We, we'll have – We'll have a, another thousand uh, missionary groups, vendors, publishers, a bunch of people there that are going to be resource people in the conversation. But when it all comes down to it, uh, I, my parish is over on the west side and over half of it is Burmese immigrant. Well, what we do with what, anything we do, we have to totally rethink because we have – six different ethnicities within the Burmese population. We have African – but that's not what the reality is at St. Greg's and that's not going to be the reality at St. Joachim and Anne in Attica or you know, in Wellsville. So we all have to be much more intentional about saying what's the, what's the basic thrust of this? What's the strategy? How can we adapt that? How can we transfer that? How can we customize things without losing the – if you will, the – the principles that these successes are founded on and then how do we make them work in our own unique situation. So best case scenario for you when you you know get on that plane and come home from this conference next week, what do you think? What do you hope is going to happen? Well, I, I anticipate it's it's going to feel like overload. It's going to be like a million possibilities. It's not a bad thing. No, that's right. that's – that's the good news. Okay, good. There we'll we we'll go. have a million great ideas all flying around in our conversation. We're flying down together and we're flying back together. And I know the buzz is going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty intense on both uh, both trips. And then we are going to start meeting. And then we have to start, if you will, structuring our conversation so we can get disciplined about it and we can start thinking about, you know, how can we really think, put ourselves in the shoes of, Father X in this situation or a school teacher there in that situation, a principal, a campus minister, how do we take this stuff and how do we identify where are those areas of greatest leverage for us and how can we be as unique to not just the joy of the gospel in America, the joy of the gospel in western New York? How do we help people here, the faithful here? How do we help them really grasp and find joy in their faith as Catholic Christians and move that forward and make that something that's worth sharing. 
because, of course, this is no coincidence that this convocation is right after the year of mercy. And, of course, you can't give what you ain't got. If you don't have a sense of absolute joy and gratitude, that's what the word Eucharist means. If you, if you don't have that to share, there's no convoca- convocation, no event, no strategy, no program, no product that can give that to you. So we have to really focus in on how can we, if you will, how do we ignite those fires, right, or, or stir the, the embers of the flames in people so that that becomes very visible to the rest of our, our community. I would encourage folks listening today, if you, if you want to hear more about uh, this or learn a little bit more about this, I mentioned you can go to usccb.org or you can just search on Convocation of Catholic Leaders and, and you're going to find that on, on Google. You'll find out what's going on there. Um, also, while you're at it, Google Pope Francis, the joy of the gospel. Might not be bad to uh, you know put that in front of your eyeballs and, and read that a little bit and uh, um, get an idea for what the, what the Pope was asking for and then what uh, our role is going forward. Uh, Dennis Mahaney is our director of evangelization and catechesis here in the diocese. Thanks for spending some time with us before the big meeting. You're welcome. Pray for us. Very good. We will do that as well. Uh, so uh, there we go, a little bit of homework today on one of my other programs. Amy Betros from St. Luke's Mission of Mercy always gives homework at the end. So we have some homework at the end on this show. You can pray mm-hmm. for, for Dennis and, and read the, the exhortation. the folks going. There you go. And uh, read the joy of the gospel. Uh, also, uh, I'll throw in a little extra. I do this every week, though. Um, certainly visit WNYCatholic.org. Go to the radio page. You can find all of our podcasts there and other programs. And we are here every week for for you. We'll be back next week. I'm Greg Prince. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. 